Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about celebrity Big Brother 3. Danielle, good morning. How are you? We're talking good. on a Tuesday. Great morning, I would say, actually. I would actually disagree. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess in terms of like the stuff we're going to be discussing, it's not a great morning, but I'm still in a good mood. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good too. It's okay, I'm, you good. know having a having a nice week, having an exciting week. I'm just I am shocked and appalled, expectedly at the Oscar nominations, which we're going to get to later in the podcast. Did you expect but, the unexpected with the Oscar nominations? I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I I received what I expected. Yeah. And yet I was still surprised and yet I was still shocked and, and disappointed. So I love when the Oscar nominations have movies where I'm like, wait, what the hell is this? <laughs> and usually those are probably like the best ones. They're probably like foreign films that I just haven't yeah. uh haven't seen, haven't made it Canada side yet. But um yeah, we'll we'll get right into those. But first, of course, we have to talk about Big Brother because there's just so much. Big Brother celebrity is a bullet train to heck. And there's just so many episodes <laughs> and so much to watch. powering through. <laughs> yeah. There's so much going on. So uh, it's really testing, you know, our casual abilities. But we're here. We've seen all of the episodes and we're ready to discuss. I, say, I will say it, we are full on casual and that I literally only have time to watch the episode. And I, yeah. I don't have any time to follow online. Well, let me just say. I don't say, have time to watch the feeds. I don't have time to read the hamsters updates. I have all the time in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let me just say, from the perspective of the person who has all the time in the world, I'm still getting screwed. Because every time I, I find myself turning on the feeds they happen to be napping or the feeds aren't running. Like the, whoever's in charge of the feeds has decided like, we're not allowed to hear this conversation, which makes for very annoying viewing experience. So I end up just like not watching out of frustration. So it makes it really hard to follow along. I'm following along on Twitter, like all the updates. So I am sort of, I'm, I would say I'm casual plus, you know, I'm like Disney oh, plus. Cool. I'm casual wow. plus. Wow. I'm going to pay $4.99. Yeah. Um, give the password to you, to my friends. Yeah, I I'm very generous with my passwords um, for the streaming services, as I believe I keep we that all shit should. Locked. Oh, really? You have to be blood relation. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm like, take it. You know, I know people. Take it's it. like, oh, my ex's parents. It's like, what? Yeah, get in they there. Should, what do they I care? Cut you off. You think I care about Netflix's bottom line? I don't. Oh, I don't either. They keep they keep raising the price one dollar every year. Exactly for us to watch like Ryan Reynolds be like, "Oh, gooey. That's it. Can I just shut say, up? I, there's nothing to watch on your service. Netflix really is very bad. Yeah. How has Netflix gotten so much worse? <laughs> Maybe we've discussed I don't know. this before. I mean, but also like, I mean, they put out these releases that like. Literally half of the planet watched like Melissa McCarthy farting into a bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, you know what? I don't know. Like so many people, I don't know. They just throw on whatever. Yeah. They just turn it on. I don't know. I'm, don't Listen, all I can say is Netflix is no crave. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. It's no crave. Okay. We're so truly let's... Li living in the Gilded Age. <laughs> Ooh, don't get me started. We got a fresh Gilded Age to watch today. Um, also, the Gilded Age is so annoying. They make you wait. I know. They make I you watched... wait for it. You know what's really annoying about it? 
everything that happens on the show. I watched the <laughs> no. first 20 minutes and it was it's literally unwatchable. Someday we'll talk about the Gilded Age when Big Brother Celebrity is not on. But um, <laughs> all right. So let's get into BB. What happened this week? Uh, last we chatted, I think it was a spoiler that Chris Kirkpatrick won HOH. But now yes. we see it happen on the episode. Um, it was a Rotten Potatoes competition. And... and- Chris Kattan said, I've scored higher on some of my films on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Chris- I'm, I'm looking at Rotten at Chris Kattan's <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes right now. He's he's got some he's got some rough ones. I mean, everything about Chris Kattan is rough. Can we just get into like his whole being, his existence on this show? Undercover Brother is a good movie, <laughs> and he is second build in it, and it's to 78%. It's certified fresh. I saw that movie in theaters. It was good. Monkey I mean, Bone is at 19. I'll just I'll just say that. How's Corky doing? Uh I gotta find it. Corky's at um seven percent. Oh. <laughs> wow. Night of the Roxbury is at nine percent, which is which is crazy. The audience score is a nice 69%. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Love that. Um Chris Kattan is sad. Can we just take a minute? Uh, like, um, he's not funny. This this is the power of editing. I see a lot of people... I would beg to differ. Mariah's <laughs> like, I want tickets to his stand-up. I know. I, I thought that was, was really doing. nice of her. I thought it was... She, I was like, oh, she is a good friend. Because she was like, I would buy his book and tickets to his stand-up. Like, what a nice plug from Mariah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I want to look up his book. I just think he's... Um, they both like good. I'm glad Mariah's gone because uh, I think she's cool. Clearly, very talented person. Got a lot going on, but just not right. A fundamental miscast for this show. Like 100% wrong for Big Brother. So, wish her nothing but the best. I'm glad she went out when she did because it's not fun watching people who don't really like the game. We're. Clearly not fully briefed on what the show is and are miserable and don't like all the people in there with them. Go ahead. Hold on. You can't say that. You can't just say that as a statement. Because we also love Lamar. Yeah, but Lamar is not miserable. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think he's unhappy in there. I I think he amuses himself. He seems like he's not having the best time. He's not having the best time because he's not going to have the best time until he's reunited with Khloe Kardashian, clearly. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. Although, wouldn't it be an amazing story? You know uh, what he should do? What? He should go to Staples, <laughs> buy one poster board and one marker, and he should write down the letters, <laughs> marry me. <laughs> yeah, and flash them during the next yeah. live. Yeah. I just think Murray and Chris Kattan are a different level of sad than Lamar. <laughs> Kattan is, I don't, I, I can't even describe like what I'm watching. Is, <laughs> I know. And people, I keep seeing people be like, oh, he's hilarious. This is great. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's like he's being kept prisoner. He's kept there against his will. <gasps> I, he's fumbling around in the dark, even eating the cake. I don't think, I was sad for him <laughs> like oh i was too and then like the next day he's he gets up in the middle of the night and he gets lost inside the bedroom yeah fumbling around in the dark and he's getting into bed with carson <laughs> falling over hitting his head here's an example of why carson is 
so good at reality TV and such a great personality is like yeah. anyone else doing the confessional for that little comedic bit could have come across really poorly because I'm telling you, without that goofy music and goofy editing, we were watching a sad 60, almost 60 year old man who has had who has had multiple surgeries, I think, on his back, fumbling around in the dark. Like, this is not a comedy. This is a tragedy we're watching. But the way and the way Carson did his confessional was like lightly humorous, not making fun of him too badly, like still very likable. Someone else could have really made that extra sad. So points to Carson. He changed the music. It could have been. It could have been Power of the Dog. <laughs> or it's like watching a more. <laughs> have you seen a more? <laughs> no, movie. but I know about what I know exactly what it is. <laughs> That's what it was like watching. I will never watch that movie again. Shout out to more great film, but I will never ever watch that movie again. That was one of those movies where I was like, I'm not going to watch this movie the first time, and I'm never going. I know I'm never going to want to watch it again. It's worse than you think. Just to give people who haven't heard of it or seen <laughs> anything about it a little brief synopsis, Amour is a French movie directed by Michel. What's his name? The guy who did Funny Games, um, Michael Haneke. Michael Haneke. Michel Haneke. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um, it's about an older, older, elderly, I should say, couple in France, Paris who live in like the top floor of a gorgeous apartment building and the wife suffers a stroke and then slowly but surely deteriorates and they just live up there alone and it's like how they deal with it. <sighs> Don't see it unless you want to rethink like mortality. And if you want Anyways. to, then great, go see it. <laughs> anyway, Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> so Chris Kirkpatrick wins HOH. Um, there were a couple weird things before. Maybe it was before he won HOH. Just a couple light things. So at one point he was talking with Lamar about putting him up. L Lamar and Todd Bridges it up in the HOH. So it must have been after. And Lamar goes, well, right now I'm your biggest competition. And that was it. That was all he said. And then we cut away because Chris Kirkpatrick was considering like who to put up. What should I do? Lamar offers. Well, right now I'm your biggest competition. And that was it. <laughs> Lamar has some lines. But did you it's something it's it's funny. I'm going to jump around here. But like, you know, you, you watch Big Brother. It has the sort of beats it always does. And like when the nominations are over, yeah. it'll go into that like that like kind of Sad dramatic music, music yeah. for next week. And sometimes I just turn off the episode because they'll <laughs> usually just have a bunch of canned lines from the, from the players DRs as, and they're saying like, this is not the end for me. I'm going to win veto or whatever. Right. After the, the, the Sunday night episode, the nomination episode in that sort of, after the keys have been turned and they're kind of transitioning to the credits, it cuts to Lamar and he says, Chris said he might put me on the block, but he didn't. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar, I saw someone tweet like, I wish we had just like a live feed of Lamar after every eviction, like every live eviction, what he's saying in the house. Because he's always saying something like this. When Mariah went, went, uh, went off when she was evicted, he was like, wow, that must, she must really know that 
that sucks because Chris was begging to go home and we didn't do it. We really wanted her out. Like he was saying something like that. It was so good. Um, yeah. I mean, we should have access to Lamar 24-7, but I'm telling you, these the feed situation is not good these days. I mean, Lamar is a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. He's a, he's a star of stage and screen and, and, yeah. and court. Oh, yeah. Like I, I at this point would pay four ninety nine a month just to watch Lamar, just to follow Lamar around in his normal <laughs> life. He is reality TV gold. Yeah, great casting. So that's the thing. He's great casting. I really don't think he's as sad as Murray and Chris Catan. That I mean, that whole thing was was wild. Like, so Kirkpatrick wanted Murray out. I I kind of like Kirkpatrick's strategy here. He's like. I don't really know Mariah that well. It's my HOH. And honestly, keeping Carson and Cindy in the game is not terrible. And I can sort of, he and Shayna sort of pair up. And it's like Shayna and, and I can sort of ride between these two different alliances and, and see what happens instead of drawing a line in the sand. Yeah. And um, I think it's a, I don't know. I think it's an interesting strategy. I, I like, Kirkpatrick, I think he, he, you know, I, I don't know if, if like the other podcasts or the other BB knowers are like saying that it's a bad strategy or whatever, but I'm like, I don't know. It's interesting. I like, I like it. it. I, I, I appreciate how he played it out. Yeah. I think he's in an okay position still. Like he could have been in a really, really bad position, but a much more entertaining position. That's the problem. Um, so yeah, he did not like that Misha and Todrick were trying to run his HOH. And I always love when someone is like, this is my HOH. I'm actually going to do what I want. And yeah. I respect that. Right. So I was happy to see that as well. I also, so Chris, Chris's number one is Shanna. I think mm -hmm. Shanna is fun, too. Shanna wants to, like, play her own game as well. I was so bummed when she won the veto and didn't use it last night. Because well, that's the thing. They set up that, like, maybe actually we should use this as an opportunity to backdoor Todrick. Well, that was going to be the more interesting thing was going to be if someone other than Kirkpatrick or Shanna won veto because... Kirkpatrick was kind of getting so frustrated by the whole Misha Todrick thing. Like, all right, if one of them wants to use the veto on Mirai, maybe I'll throw the third one up on as a nominee. And Kirkpatrick, for a guy who has been saying all week, I need to win this veto. I need to keep nominations the <laughs> same. My brother couldn't get one. We got one like, question right. I and it was like the most baby where's Waldo competition ever. It's like we do those competitions in regular Big Brother where it's like they have the couple that comes out that does all the quick changes. The yeah. And they're like, on her fourth step, what was the third glitter on her yeah. shoe? And you're like, what the fuck? And then this is like, where's Waldo for infants? Yeah, I was playing along and at home. Kirkpatrick couldn't do it. I mean, maybe he's got some. Maybe he's got some. I was genuinely like, issues. there's got to be something wrong with him. Like his eyes. I was like, did <laughs> you he? Also easy. <laughs> well, I was like, did he not put in his? Because you know, it's on TV. Maybe he was like, oh, I don't need my contacts. But I'm sure they must yeah. tell them like, this one is not an athletic one. It's going to be like visual or something. Yeah. So I was like, how is it possible that he's not getting these? Because yeah, as you said, it was so easy. I was playing along at home. I I got one wrong. But the rest I got right. Yeah, it it wasn't very hard. 
Yeah. There weren't that many signs on each on each screen. And it I was thought just it was going like, to get like maybe progressively harder or something, but it, it yeah. really didn't. No. So, yeah, he dropped the ball. At first I was like, wait, is he throwing it? But then yeah, I was exactly. like, there's no way he is. Like the way he was reacting to losing, he was clearly very embarrassed. <laughs> so I don't think he was. Yeah, I, I thought he might have been throwing it. And then we had the situation where Todrick almost won. And he was way, way closer to the tiebreaker number, except he he went over. Yeah. That was um, sad for him. He, I know. They and that would have been interesting. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Like, would he have put Misha up? Oof, I don't know. That would have been so good. Well, here's the thing that would have rocked the boat. I thought that would have been obviously much more explosive and fun TV to watch is if Shanna uses it. They put up Todrick. Misha's piss. And now they have actual like lines in the sand chosen their side, which is Carson and Cynthia. We haven't even really discussed like Carson. So right now, the most loyal, it seems, are like Carson and Cynthia together, Misha and Todrick together, Shanna and Chris together, Chris Catan out in the wilderness, Todd Bridges out in the wilderness. <laughs> Kate, chicken legs. Lamar out Lamar in the Lamar is kind of like, he's kind of like hanging underneath Misha and Todrick. Yeah. He's aligned with Misha, but, you know. But he's not aligned. He's one of those people. Come on. He's one of those contestants. He's not aligned with anyone. He's just wherever He's aligned with his own chakras, man. Yeah, exactly. He's a he's a playing an excellent floater game. Speaking, I started to back up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of throwing competitions or not knowing if someone was throwing a competition, I got to go back to the potatoes. Yes. Todd Bridges. <laughs> what are you doing, man? What is Todd Bridges doing ever? Todd Bridges is like, I got to throw this. Everyone's, <laughs> I got the heat. the heat. There's too much heat on these chicken legs. He, bro, you almost got evicted like yesterday. It was five to three. It wasn't, it was not a runaway. Runaway. Like, some what, of them you gotta have some power. I don't know, man. Todd some Bridges of them just like, don't get it. Todd Bridges doesn't get it. Chris Catan doesn't get it. Some of them just don't get it and they're never gonna get it, but that's okay. He just wants to throw because he probably heard that like throwing is a good strategy. Yeah, throwing can be a great strategy if you have a strategy otherwise going on and it helps supplement that already ongoing strategy. Just throwing a competition for the sake of throwing it is not a good thing. But then again, listen, he's not on anyone's radar this week. So yeah, who cares? Might as well lay low. I don't know. He's not. There's one person. (laughs) Katan. Yeah. Um, but we sort of jumped to the veto before we talked about speaking of Catan, uh, the nom- the nominees' speeches before eviction. This was this I was this was the hardest I've laughed at Chris Catan <laughs> since 1998. I mean, <laughs> my guy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Shayna Mokler, Teddy Millencamp, Cynthia Carson, they're television personalities. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, they're used to doing a couple takes on stuff, maybe not a live, a live red carpet, but uh-huh. you know. 
Chris Kattan's, what Chris Kattan is famous for is performing on live television <laughs> in like one of the hardest scenarios, one of the most prestigious live yeah. television things this country, yeah. or this planet even has to offer. And he's stumbling over his words. He's shaking. He doesn't quite know what he, like, He does he, did he think that he was just going home automatically? Like, did he understand the rules or was he petitioning to be voted out? That's was, what I'm dying to know. It like, was wild. The feeds were down clearly for hours before this yeah. eviction. So I don't know if he went around and was like, hey, just so you know, it's great. Like, if you want to vote me to go, that's great. Like, did he do that to every single person and then thought in his mind, great, so I'm going to be going home. Good luck, everyone. Like, he here's shaved. my speech. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, took maybe took one last bite of that cake for the road um, <laughs> and then had his bags packed, ready to go. And then was genuinely shocked when he didn't. I don't know. It's so hard to say because Marae didn't seem surprised when she was evicted. Yeah. I so mean, she, she knew, knew she was the target. She knew she, she was the target. But Chris Kattan was sort of like, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know anything about what's going on. Yeah, it was. Um, he was like, it's time for. It I love so that he strange. was like, it's time for me to move on. <laughs> time for me his, to move on, guys. That was his line. Uh, she's this great. This is the Keep most her. I've been seen. This is the most exposure I've had in 20 years. I think I need to get back to North Hollywood. Supposedly, he was on Dancing with the Stars, too. No, really? Yeah. His book, by the way. Yeah. Baby Don't Hurt Me came out in 2019. Okay. Three years ago. The audiobook is free with a trial of Audible. Oh. <laughs> well, Marae's going to get a deal when she downloads that. Yeah. I, yeah, he was on Dancing with the Stars. He was the first person eliminated. Well, when was he on Dancing with the Stars? 2017. I mean, I, I don't know if, he, if his body type is the same. If he's dealing with the same physical ailments that he's clearly de dealing with. This is where there's like an interesting layer, though, to Celebrity Big Brother that there isn't for real Big Brother, which is like, what's the end game for these celebs? I don't know, 50 Gs? Is it like, yeah. But is there no incentive for them to stay on? Because it must not be. He was like so ready to leave. So he was I mean, just like a little bump where people are saying my name for a news cycle and 50 G's. I'm good. I'm out. I mean, I think you would get like another bump if you made it pretty like long into the show or if you won it. Because why I, would I don't know. Why would you Dancing with the Stars? I know supposedly that's popular. It's super popular and it also pays like crazy. I'm sure it pays way more than Celebrity Big Brother. So. I get doing that, but also doing that when you have like this horrible injury that is probably still got some lingering effects. I'm just he like, how desperate anything. is he? He can barely walk out of, he can barely <laughs> no. get out of bed. That's I feel so like, bad for him. I do too. He's an enigma to me though. I'm like, it's, it's hard. I get why a Shanna, I get why a Cynthia, I get why Todd Bridges is on Celebrity Big Brother. Why is Katan here? Why did he say yes to this in the first place? To any 50K. of these things. Yeah, I know. Okay. He should just go he teach theater some, in that black box that he filmed his opening punks. in. <laughs> some apes. All right. Um, Can, go ahead. Okay, sorry. No, I have a couple things. Okay. 
America, I'm pleading to you. I'm starting a GoFundMe.com. Can we please buy Todrick a t-shirt? <laughs> His ripped style is not appealing to you. What's the, with the white t-shirt that literally does not have a back to it? It just has the collar. You on know the what? Back. It's, it's a like look. A, it's a chic look. It is a look. It is a look. But would you say it's a knot? I would. I would say it's a knot. Like, <laughs> it's I Cali. understand you want to be like. I understand a little bit of like who doesn't rock a pair of sexy ripped jeans and pink high heeled Crocs. Same. Yeah. The shirt that is so completely torn that it doesn't have a back. <laughs> that is too much. And I know that shirt probably costs $700. Here's something about Tajik. Because, okay, to tie this in, in Marae's speech, she was like, I want to say, like, giving a sort of half-hearted please keep me speech. But then in the middle of it, she drops the bomb like, you're all so much older than me. <laughs> so I went and looked up because I forgot. I know that they're all like a pretty old cast, but she's 28, which I know it's younger than us. It's not that young, first of all. But second of all, I was like, wait, isn't Todrick in his 20s? Like, I wouldn't be... Todrick I'm going to is... guess. Okay, 40, you tell me. <laughs> Close. He's 36. Wow. Older than older than us. yours truly. Yeah. I know. Can you believe it? So uh, that was just a shocking fact to me. I, I thought I needed to share it with the world. Like, Todrick is a lot older. He comes across as so young to me. He's very sprightly. Do you see him doing those backflips? Yeah. I mean, he's a he's an entertainer. He he's a he's a star of stage as a and full and the phone screen. Yeah, but as a full three years younger than Todrick, I am so like, you know, in my physical prime compared to an over the hill 36 year old. I cannot imagine doing what he does physically. He can put he's, his leg he, up over his head. He's rich. He's and rich. He's like a perf he's like a dancer like that's what he does he's a broadway performer yeah, i haven't i was just very impressed attempted to do anything like that and i can't because i'm like so out of practice yeah i just was very impressed uh he looks great good for him aside from the shirt that brett does not approve of yeah yeah i'm just i mean just get him a shirt man like you, you got a lot you got a million youtube followers target go to target buy buy, buy a t-shirt what do you think of julian Murray's interview it was weird. <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was emotional. She was kind of clearly emotional all yeah. night. Like it was, it was nice to see. I mean, not nice to see because you would you would you would hope like America would be better. But it was. I thought her kind of talking about her Asian American experience was was a well was a was like a welcome conversation. You know, I think whenever the show has conversations about that. Um, yeah. it usually, it usually succeeds and, and, um, you know, I, 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 I fell for her. I, you know, I, I, my heart broke for her in a way and having sort of, uh, a television personality of the same, you know, sort of background as you, who is older and almost like more of a motherly figure, kind of like pat her on the shoulder and be like, yeah, it's really hard, but it's going to be okay. Or I don't know. It was nice. I thought that part was really nice as well. I thought I, I totally agree. I was more laughing about, um, it was fun to see Julie really trying to make lemonade out of lemons because like Marie did not have fun on this show. 
And this show, doing the show is not harder than the Olympics. I'm sorry. Like maybe, like as she, Marae very diplomatically was like, um, I wasn't prepared. I like to be prepared for things. I can train for the Olympics. I couldn't train for this, whatever. But like, no, it's not harder than being a fucking, whatever she was, gold or bronze medalist at the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, training for figure skating is like, that's something you do for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And it's, there's a lot of pressure because it's like, oh, crap, we're here at like, you know, wherever the Olympics are. Who knows? There's Olympics happening right now. I don't even know where they are. Right. Like I do. But yeah, you do it once. You do it once and that's it. And there's like a lot of pressure. But you've trained for it all your life. Like it should be the routine, the, the you know, it should be rote at that point. And then, yeah, Big Brother, it's like no one can train you for being locked in a room with Todd Bridges. And they, also, and they also, I don't think they've gone outside once. They have, well, there's the backyard. I don't think they've gone into the backyard once, except for doing comps. They have, no, they have um, like a little backyard kind of seated patio thing. Okay. Because I was like, one I think the, they've been in this house for like 14 days straight already. <laughs> one of the, one of the like little kind of narrow rooms that they're sitting in, it looks like it's a room. It looks like it's indoors, but it's actually like, a, it's actually a patio. Okay. All right. Um, I can't describe it. Um, but, yeah. One, before we move on from Julie's interview, one other thing, yeah. or maybe two, just the way she kept being like, but you're you made best friends with Chris Kattan, right? That I was like, okay, the show decided this is their narrative. I'm sure they got along. Were they BFFs? No. That was that. I, yeah, I wanted to bring that up too about the interview. It was like you save the interview for the final thing in the episode. You go to commercial before you come to it. There's like literally four minutes left, and it was like one question about the Asian American experience. One question is like, was this harder than the Olympics? Which obviously no. And the rest of the time was like, tell me about Chris Kattan. Yeah. That, like, I, no one cares about Chris Kattan. Yeah, Chris Kattan is like, I am barely alive right now. I don't care. Julie was like, I'm as old as Chris Kattan. <laughs> like, and, and like, it was so weird. <laughs> and yeah, good for Murray. That I again, I say Murray's a great friend. Plugging his book and his live comedy tour. Is he even going to go on tour? Does Chris Kattan have a live comedy tour? Like, what's he going to (laughs) do? Exactly. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but it was just a very strange interview. And again, I think Julie has a lot of energy for these celebrities. She was very hyped up again. She loves um, celebs. She does. I I do have one thing to to just rewind a little bit right right before the eviction. I hope it's what I was going to say. Okay, please go. (laughs) <laughs> it might be because it's, it's about our guy. Todd Bridges? Yeah. Yes. Todd, please cast your vote to evict. <laughs> evict Marat. Yes. That's right. He I is, have that down too. <laughs> Todd Bridges is the anti Derek Frazier. He won't even fuck around with saying, I sadly vote to evict. I sadly to evote. He just says evict because Todd didn't vote last week. He was nominated. He was up on that block. He was up. He was on the streets. Thanks to Chris Kattan. Kattan. Brutal, man. That was so good. We also missed a little bit at the very beginning of the first episode um, of the of this section um, where after Chris Kattan gives him the hat, 
or gives Lamar that. And we get like a confessional from Todd Bridges. And Todd Bridges is like, I'm not mad. (laughs) (laughs) When clearly he was so mad. (laughs) Oh, my God. He was so mad. And then and then they made Chris Kattan. Like, that's the thing. They're really trying to make Chris Kattan into, like, this funny um, part of the narrative or, like, heartwarming the th- thing, being best friends with Mariah. They clearly made him be like, did you uh, nominate him because of the snoring? And then he had to do a confessional where he's like, I did not do this because of the snoring. It's like, come on. Did he? We knew. We know why. We already know. Don't try to like hit it over, hit us over the head with it. Um, yeah. So that was pretty much those episodes. Was there? Was I missing anything? No. Um, can we do just a little spoilies before we get on to other the, fish we fry? Oh yeah, yeah. And there's some. There's a bunch of uh, like BB questions. That yes, we should there are. Do. Well, yeah. so spoilies first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you don't want to know any spoilers, stop listening now. Okay. So Misha won HOH, obviously, (laughs) because I guess it was physical. I have no idea what it was. But any physical competition. Did you see there was one shot of her in the, um, the, the food, the pantry room? And I was like, this woman is Chris is what Christmas Abbott wishes she was. Her muscles are so out of this world. She is so strong. I, she's going to win every... She's so much stronger Misha than everyone else there. an actual athlete. Yeah. Christmas Abbott is like an Instagram athlete. It's like she looks... It's like the difference between sort of like performative bodybuilding muscles and yeah. like actual strength. This woman can go round for round with anyone and win. And they should get her out because... I know she wanted Carson out, but like... Yo... Mariah is a physical threat as well. Like Mariah checked all the boxes for someone who would be good at physical competitions in this game. She did pretty well in the the HOH, the first HOH comp where they're hanging from the the ropes or whatever. Like yeah. I know she really wanted Carson out, but and she and she's gonna obviously have that opportunity right now. But I, I don't like I know she might be like upset at Kirkpatrick or whatever, but getting Mariah out was a very good outcome for her. Yeah. No, she should be happy. Um, she should be really happy. She's doing great. She. We almost had such an interesting... Because obviously, Butterfly Flag, who knows what would have happened. But if they had backdoored Todrick and then Misha won HOH, oh, we love we love a split yeah. house going back and forth in power. That would have been so fun. Sadly, it wasn't in the cards for us. But... That's what's happened. There's no noms yet. We're holding on. We're waiting. We can get into some questions and comments while we wait. So Babu Yakshet Yakshet (laughs) said, Miss Chen is serving District 12 vibes with this gray high neck moment. Yeah, we didn't talk about Julie's look, but I thought it was very Star Trek to name a show that Brett loves. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was hot. There's really nothing else more to say. It wasn't like, you know, it was kind of minimal, classy. I thought it was a hot look. Yeah, I... When I when the episode started, it didn't show like her full body. I thought like the the dress was like going into some sort of like pants situation. Mm, ooh, that would have been. And I was very like, what the fuck is this? I was gonna <laughs> yeah. give it a knot. But then as it zoomed out, I was like, oh, this is a very elegant look. It's like a 
you know, fundraiser <laughs> at the at the museum yes. sort of dress. It was it was a hot. It was a hot. Um, Jersey Fresh thirteen ten Colin said, "What's this behind the edge? Beyond the edge show? Will it be required reading for the pod?" So, have you ahead. seen the answer for this? I haven't. But I've seen online like some talk about it. The uh, it's weird. So I'm watching it, and it's like it looks exactly like Survivor, but with celebrities. It looks like Celebrity Survivor, and I'm like, All I right. know that I know that Meta's right. on it, right? Meta yeah, Meta, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I'm interested in. I don't remember exactly who's on the cast, but I was like, I don't know. I'll check this out. And Here, um, here's something, but it's not, and it's and oh. I don't know. But it being called Beyond the Edge makes me feel that it's like not a competition thing. It's going to be just like we're celebrities and we're in the woods and we're oh. going to inspire people. Oh, I don't want to be inspired. Lame. That that's really terrible. lame. I was about to go on my rant, which is like, guess what I'll watch these days? Anything. Anything so yeah. I really would. I really would have been all on, on board for this. But yeah, if it's just meant to be inspiring, like that's one thing I'm not that into. Um I also want to give a shout out to Morgan Dunn, who tagged us in a Chris Kattan fan cam edit on Twitter, which if you don't realize, fan cams are just like edited together pieces of video content of people's favorites set to like music. Um, And I just love that people are making those about Chris Kattan. Good. Also, the stairs. We talked about how we were happy the spiral staircase is gone. Shanna fell down the stairs twice already. One River Mike tagged us in the video and wanted to and said they really do need a stair climber, which is that little seat that Brett said that they should have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. There was recently one featured on Euphoria. Oh, which I do not watch. Even but... the hot teens are doing the stair climber. <laughs> the yeah, stair it's climber. not about being old. It's just about being smart. Work smarter, not harder. Uh, Aaron BB fan 022 said, how did Christmas win HOH again? And put a face of a dissatisfied face. It's Christmas in February, yo. It is. (laughs) We can't escape her. Um, One River Mike said, Mariah cried for three days. Don't the highly emotional players like this always get picked off close to the front? Again, I'm really glad that she is gone early. I don't think she needed she to go be live here. her life. Yeah, go live she her go life. Go live her life. You're 28. Go. Maybe NBC will call her up and be like, "Hey, can you can you talk about the Olympics or something like? Exactly. Do something more in her wheelhouse. Exactly. Than getting terrorized by these weirdos. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had a great, great uh, comment question from Sir Duke. Chris Kattan is the Home Alone burglar of BB. <laughs> nearly braining himself in the dark for some cake and begging for release only to be denied. Please address this. That's a great comment. It's a great comment. It's so true. He's trapped in this house and no one there. He's surrounded by Kevin McAllister's and the producers are all also Kevin McAllister's and will not release him, even though he really wants to leave. It is a form of torture in a way. I want to talk about I want to go back to him stumbling around in the dark. He's trying to get out of the room. And the Big Brother production designers did something very smart. The door of that room has a shit ton of bumps on it. It's the only surface in that room that has that. So if you're walking around in the dark, you feel the wall that has bumps on it. That's the door. And he kept bumping up into it and being like, that's not it. I think I'm going (laughs) to get into this bed that's not mine. Also, love weirdo. your Chris Kattan voice. It does sound like Chris Kattan. 
Uh, please just send me home. Um, and this misery. <laughs> I need to bake a Betty Crocker cake. Um, Regis Probes said, how do we feel about Julie settling on love one another as the sign off instead of mixing it up on us? I love it. And this is one more point. In the Danny theory, Danny's fan theory, that Julie actually doesn't have that much power on this show or over the producers anymore. And they're starting to get fed up with her shit. They said, stop quoting Bible verses and just pick one thing and stick to it, sister. Don't even try to make it semi-Christian. Yeah. We're auditioning the next host of Big Brother. Yeah, we're you see his Carson, name is Carson Kressley. Exactly, yeah. you see Carson Kressley on the show. His Q ratings off the charts. People love that Carson, and he is the same size as you, Julie. So we wouldn't even have to bring in too new, too much new wardrobe. Yeah, he comes with thirty blazers. He, I loved his look with the glasses and the sparkly blazer and the crisp white I, oh shirt. Oh my gosh! Now talk about hot. You know, that's just asp- aspiration for me. You know, like when I when I'm a when I'm an older gentleman, mm-hmm. a nice blazer, a crisp shirt, some trendy some trendy glasses for when I my eyes deteriorate. Is it fair to say that Carson's clothes are a hot and Todrick's are not? Todrick like barely has clothes, <laughs> except for the pink heeled Crocs, which I do love. Um, I love okay. his pink his pink jumpsuit. That's pretty good too. Yeah, I love. Love someone who experiments. Listen, we we appreciate the experimentation in fashion. Um, should we talk about Oscars? Okay, so that's it for Big Brother. I will just say, we have episodes on Thursday and Friday. I have no idea if I'm ever going to get the chance to watch them. Like, wow. this might be a full-on, this is going to be a reverse Danielle situation where I have to explain to you what happens on Big Brother. I, I might be just completely cold on the next episodes. I have too much going on. Yeah. This week. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay. I'm ready to explain, and I will do it with the finesse, care, and grace with which I explained Malignant of to you. Catan getting out of bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, of films. Great films. Of, of great films. Yeah. Of important films. Mm-hmm. The Oscar, the Oscar nominations came out this morning, and I'm shook. Yeah, I texted Brett because I wanted him to wake up to texts about the Oscar nominations. I sure did. I sure did. <laughs> Shocking Oscar nominations, explosive, one might say. So let's just go through best picture. Are you gonna okay, watch? We're Don't gonna look do up. It. Are you gonna watch? Don't look now up I now that it's a stupid. I usually try to watch all these sh- all these movies. Okay, so we're Belfast. I'll check it out. Kenneth Branagh. We like, we like Kenny B. We do. Coda. Everyone says it's fantastic. It's on Apple TV Plus. I don't have that, but I might. I'll maybe I'll subscribe for a month. Mm-hmm. Don't look up. I guess I have to watch this stupid movie. Yeah. Why? Didn't everyone say this movie sucked? Yeah, but they want they love Adam McKay. They're like they love Adam McKay. And I actually, once again, I didn't think it was that bad. So is it an Oscar film? Was it best no. picture? No. Especially not compared to Power of the Dog. Oh my God. Drive My Car, <laughs> a Japanese film. I haven't seen it. I hear it's very excellent. I will I bet check it's probably, out. I bet that's probably the it's best. It's probably one. the best movie of the yeah. year. It probably is. June. 
We like June in this house. We love mm. Denis Villeneuve. We do love Denis. Yeah, R.I.P. King Richard, which is just like emotion. It's like the uh, the Blind Side. Wait, sorry, I said R.I.P., but Denis is still alive. <laughs> Denis like forty years old. <laughs> well, someone else, another French director, died this year. The one who, the guy who Michael did Michael Haneke. No, Michael Haneke <laughs> is alive. And thriving and finding new ways to torture me. Jean-Marc Vallée. Sorry. My, Jean-Marc Vallée my did apologies. pass away. I mean, yeah. that was young, too. And he was... Yeah, he was so my spy, apologies. Yeah, yeah. But RIP to him. Jean-Marc. Okay. Sorry, go on. King Richard. I oh, saw no. it. I saw it. It doesn't look like it's... It looks like it's just like Will Smith crying. And people like... He's so and just good. just saying stuff that's like... My daughters are going to be amazing. It is. Like, that's exactly what the movie it's is. It's just like, yeah. But honestly, he's, as I watched it, I was like, he should have an Oscar. He's great. He he's so good. And the movie There's, itself is um like fully endorsed by the Williams sisters. Of course. <laughs> so, so it's like, and, but the I thing bet they're producers on it. They are. But here's the thing. You know what? I don't need a gritty underbelly, like non-produced by the Williams sisters biopic. You know why? Because they're fucking amazing. I don't want to know anything negative about them. Because I bet it's not. I that don't want to know anything about I them. Think they're they're great. I don't think there is anything. It seems like exactly. they're, they're great people. They're great athletes. They're they're living their best lives beyond their playing career. Exactly. There's just my my complaint, and the, the reason why I avoid movies like this is there's just like a very specific genre of based on a true story movie where they kind of hit you over the head where. It's like someone will be like, twin girls playing playing tennis. That'll never happen. <laughs> and like they just, there's just all sorts of stuff where like there's always a character that's like this thing that definitely happens, and everyone in the audience knows is going to happen. That's not going to happen. It's like yeah. okay, shut up. Shut, like we know it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. They're famous. Right. They're amazing. Yeah. Well, one, you know what they did in this movie is they chose, which I thought was a very interesting choice, is they chose to focus on Venus. Yeah, well, Venus is the older sister. <laughs> She's, is she? Yes. Okay, well, they focus on her, which I just thought was an interesting choice because I know she's also a world-class athlete, better, oh, than, yeah. better than 99% of all other athletes. But to me, Serena is the true Absolutely. best of Serena, best. Serena is better yeah. and has won more majors and all, the, and all of these things, so more just a- accomplished, like just in terms of awards and trophies and stuff but yeah i was surprised they didn't focus on her a little bit more it was really all mostly about venus so you know whatever uh it was i thought it was really good so i i support it i endorse an oscar nomination licorice pizza Mm -hmm, which i know you endorse. we love it we love it well i endorse licorice pizza (laughs) i endorse anything paul thomas haven't seen it yet nightmare alley i'm prepared prepared to be shocked i saw this movie (laughs) You you saw this movie. It's right? yeah, we watched it watched it this week. It is on Hulu, so you can watch it on Hulu. Yeah, no, I just noticed it's go, it's going on streaming and stuff. So I, I actually, yeah, I, I'm about to watch it. I kinda I kinda faved it. Like I bookmarked it. I'm definitely gonna watch that soon. It's weird and not good. <laughs> oh, great. Fantastic. <laughs> it's just like why it is so not Guillermo del Toro-esque. I was like, where are the spooky, creepy crawlies? There are none. Yeah. 
There's no goblin with no eyes. No, it's like a. There's it, no fish. There's no fish monster. It's like. And I don't care. Guillermo del Toro saw the prestige and was like, let me make my version of that. Well, Nightmare Alley, it's, this is a remake of a film from like the 30s or Oh, really? Or like I have no clue. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I have no idea how faithful it is, uh, you know, what liberties are taken with it, but. I thought it was. Yeah, it's not like a pure Guillermo imagination. Yeah, well, then goblins. I don't like that. I think his imagination is good enough where we should just have original screenplays from him. Well, last time he had to use his own imagination, they gave him best picture, best yeah. director, and then everyone killed him for it. Everyone said this movie actually stinks. Fishfucker. The fish fucker. It stinks <laughs> like fish. No, fish fucker is fun. You know, you got to admire the range of Guillermo del Toro. He did Hellboy and he also did fish fucker. He did Mama and he also did Crimson Peak. I just, I the, think he's, he's got a range. lot going he, for him. He does like, he does one thing very, he does like a, a f- couple things very specifically. He loves it. I, I love him. I think he's great. Uh, but I oh, did not like this he's movie. he's fantastic. So, okay. sorry. Uh, Power of the Dog called it. Knew the this favorite. was going to get... This is the favorite to win. It is. This is the favorite to win. This is got to to lay down some cash if you if you even want to bet on this to win. Bronco Henry, baby. It's a favorite. <laughs> oh, my God. This movie... Um, I just got to reiterate, man. This movie is boring as heck. <laughs> they, that's why they like, love it. nothing happens in it. It tastes... I, I, I'm reading one of like these these like aggregator articles that just says like here are the Oscar nominees and it's like leading the pack is the slow burn thriller by Jane Campion. It's like slow burn is uh the slowest burn. Yeah. <laughs> and glacial. a confusing ending unless you have access to the internet and look up what actually I would call it a happened. glacial burn in that it is very <laughs> slow and it does not burn. It's actually quite cold. <laughs> and then Brett's favorite West Side Story. West Side Story, which was a joke. <laughs> which was a joke. It's like, why make this movie and why have it be set in the 40s? Like, but the oh most God. important th- nominations are clearly in the best actor and actress categories. Oh, yeah, I mean, we're not going to go through. No, we can't go through everything. But we'll but go through the actors and stuff. Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos and Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. What the fuck? So I'm actually <laughs> upset about best actress. <laughs> Who did you think got snubbed? Alana Heim. Oh, yeah. Licorice and Licorice Pizza. pizza. She was amazing. Why don't you Nicole make a fan Kidman. cam? This was a joke <laughs> fucking performance. <laughs> Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which we talked about like six months ago. Yeah. Big ups to Michael Showalter. Big ups. This, but like, this was a joke. Nobody thought anything of this movie. It came and went. Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter. Finally I love this. Olivia. I'm not. I watched it. Can I just How say? was it? It's good. It's like, hey, moody and interesting. Yeah. And I thought she was great. So, you know what? If she wins, I won't be mad. I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. I have an issue with Chastain. Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers. I No one's ever heard of this movie. Parallel Mothers? I 100% guarantee she's probably the best in this. Because it's, it's, um, it's, what's his name? Uh, Almodovar. Almodovar. Pedro Almodovar. Like he and she's like his muse and they've made a million movies together and they're all like supposedly amazing. I haven't seen, I've only seen one. I forget what it is. Uh, But I bet she's really good in it. 
I bet she is. Um, Kidman, like, what a joke, this movie. Like, and then <laughs> what about Casey, Kristen Stewart? I, I have not seen the Diana movie, but I am pro Kristen Stewart. I am pro, I'm pro, I'm pro that. I just think, yeah. like, we, I mean, what are we, what are we doing? Like, well, one of Los Angeles's finest young Jewish American indie rock artists <laughs> is also the best actress. Wait, of the is year. she in the band? Yes, the band Heim <laughs> is in. The youngest Heim sister, Alana, is the lead of Licorice Pizza, and she's amazing in it. I didn't and realize. her other sister, and her sisters, her other two sisters, and her parents are in it. The whole Heim family is in Licorice Pizza, and it's great. I thought There's she was a lot the youngest, of chemistry. and thus not in the band. There were three other sisters who were in the band, and she was just. I don't the know new... if there's a f no, no. There's three sisters in the band. <laughs> okay. I thought it was like the Jonas Brothers, where it's like the oldest three oh, are like in the band. Frank? Yeah, and then there's one more, and the other no. one pops up. And No. Okay. No, I don't know. There might be a fourth crime sibling. <laughs> to my knowledge, there isn't. All right, well, Brett's really heated, so let's just pour some gasoline on that fire and say, best actor nominee, Andrew <laughs> Garfield, Tick Tick Boom. <laughs> I watched the first 20 minutes of Tick Tick. I love musicals. Yeah. This, this movie sucked. This movie was <laughs> awful. This made me, as someone who was teased, who was bullied for being into the performing arts, <laughs> I wanted to bully performing arts kids yeah. after seeing the first 20 minutes of this movie. Which movie, which musical did you like less? West Side Story or Tick, Tick, Boom? I guess Tick, Tick, Boom, because I literally had to turn it off. Granted, I saw West Side Story in theaters, so I, I was like, right, I'm, I'm pot committed at this point. I yeah. can't get up. Sure. Um, uh, so Tick Tick Boom was was terrible. Yeah, I just think it's interesting, like looking through the rest of the nominees. That sure they got nominated for best performance because the Academy loves Javier and Nicole, but nothing else for being the Ricardos. No best director, no best screenplay, which you know is nothing. what really kills him. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, Aaron. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's going to be a boring year for movies. It's also such a weird year because it's like everything is so dis is distributed in such weird ways. It's hard, honestly, to see all of these movies. It's hard. It's a hard life. That you didn't you just say you have plenty of time to watch? Stuff? I have plenty of time, but I I'm not down. I'm not signing back up for Apple Plus to watch Coda. Give me a break. I, I signed up for it to watch... Um, Morning Show. No, to watch Macbeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another one I have not seen. And I, I canceled it. I'm, I, I might only have a few days left. I might watch Coda before it, before it cancels. Yeah, get it all in there. Watch the second season of The Morning Show. Uh, but no, I didn't watch the first season. <laughs> it's the worst show I'm ever. waiting for For All Mankind to return. Mm. I need to be, I need to watch my space shows. <laughs> I yeah, that I don't like everything being so hard to find on different streaming platforms is what I mean. I don't want to re-sign up for Disney Plus even though I will because Grogu's back baby. He's the he's the boss baby and he's back. <laughs> um, well, hey, not like in Book of Boba Fett. Don't worry, it's just Mandalorian now apparently. I haven't seen it. Good, cuz that's all I care about. Um Baby Yoda. Um, just quickly, best um, thoughts on best live action short? <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> I support them all. I think they all okay. deserve yeah, it. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I love them all uh, equally. I bet they are all actually so good. The shorts are usually, when I have seen them, they're like better than the full In films. LA, like LA is the only psychotic enough city in the world to basically be like, hey, all the live action shorts, we're just going to stitch those all together and play them. At, you can go see that at like 2 p.m. at the theater as as if it were one feature yeah. length. It's like two hours long. And they do that with all the shorts. But people only like in that. LA. People, people fucking go to that shit. Yeah. I would never. I would not oh. be caught dead. I mean, I, I probably would enjoy them all, but like yeah. short movies. <laughs> it's called a television show. Yeah. It's called Euphoria. Or when it's too short, it's a quibby. Uh, yeah. RIP, <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> By the way, I heard some hot goss that MoviePass is coming back. Were you ever signed up to MoviePass? No. Well, here's the deal. Maybe I might... Uh, um, so I was very brand loyal to ArcLight in Los Angeles. Right. I had the ArcLight, I had the ArcLight um, subscription. It wasn't like see all many, uh, as many movies as you can. It was like 15 bucks and you got a dollar off your ticket. So if you basically see 15, or if you buy 15 tickets in a year, it pays for itself. Right. Which I very much did. I like art like because there's no commercials, there's no ads. Like they only show like two or three trailers. It's just like a very, it's just like a very quiet. It's a very upscale experience with other people who want to see movies who aren't going to be on their phone, and you don't have to be bombarded with like forty five minutes of tell. I saw, I saw a film this weekend. Actually, I visited my local Cinemaplex and I saw. Jackass forever. <laughs> forever. They're at an AMC. I'll put them on blast. There's 30 minutes of trailers before AMC movies. Yeah. And it's just a lot. It's just, it's just a lot. So I was, so I don't know. If Movie Pass comes back, I know AMC has their own sort of movie pass thing as long as you stay within within AMC. Yeah. We'll see because I I, I live across the street from an AMC theater. So like We'll see. We'll see what happens with Movie Pass yeah. Part Two. If anyone has any Movie Pass scam stories that they want to send to us, or any other questions or thoughts about Big Brother Celeb, the Oscar nominations, whatever is going on in pop culture, you can tweet them at us at HeyJulieBB on Twitter. Indeed. Well, this has been really great. I I'm going to try and watch Big Brother this week. I I, I, don't, I can't make any promises. Well, I have you too know, much going on. I'll be I got watching. Too much going on with my job this week to watch three hours of Big Brother on Thursday and Friday. I, I just can't do it. So we'll be back Saturday, most likely. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. We'll try. I mean, you'll explain to me what happened. Exactly. I need to, I, just send me all the all the, the videos of Chris Kattan falling over. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. It makes me too sad. I don't know if I can. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. But thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.